going on, everybody? It's another episode on the Hang the Banner podcast. I'm Colby Wilkerson, and I'm alone today. Uh, going to do a little bit of a recap on the SEC basketball games from February 2nd, 2022. There's only three games, uh, Florida versus Missouri, Vanderbilt versus Kentucky, and Arkansas versus Georgia. And they were all kind of games on paper that didn't really jump out and scream, uh, you know, top-tier matchups or anything. Uh, but there were some important games. Florida versus Missouri. Florida's kind of right there on the edge of getting into the tournament. So going to Missouri on a road game at a place where Missouri uh, kind of plays better at home uh, is a game you have to have as the road team. So there's obviously much at stake uh, in that one. Kentucky hosting Vanderbilt, which again on paper doesn't seem like uh, you know a huge matchup, but them coming off a huge win on the road against Kansas, so you got to be careful of a little bit of a hangover letdown there, and don't want to like you know have a big loss because there's still a chance that they could uh, go for an SEC regular season title if Auburn slips up a few times for the rest of the season. And then Arkansas and Georgia, Arkansas one of the hottest teams in the SEC going to to Georgia, not a whole huge matchup there, um, but it was interesting to see how they played on the road. So uh, we'll start off with a breakdown on the first game, which happened at 2 p.m. Central, Florida versus Missouri. And that game was originally scheduled for 8 o'clock Central, but it was moved due to a snowstorm going through Missouri. So Florida was a six-point favorite pregame. They only got a one-point win on the road, 66-65. And man, it was it was a fight pretty much the whole way. Uh, just a stat line. Marion Jones scored 18 points and made five threes. Tyree Appleby scored 17, and they were all in the second half. Um, Florida as a team, they made eight threes in the first half. So uh, I remember watching it, and it seemed like, my goodness, some of those shots they were hitting, they, I mean, they just couldn't miss. And they were tough shots. I mean, uh, with a defender all up in the shooter's grill, uh, no space at all, and I mean, throwing bank in shots, nothing but net. I mean, just prayers almost is what it seemed like. And uh, despite all that, they only left 33 to 31 at halftime. So Missouri kind of felt like Florida started r- extremely hot, and Missouri kind of hung around. And kind of at that point, I thought, yeah, Missouri's about to take the lead because that can't be sustainable for Florida, I didn't think, the entire game. And sure enough, uh, early second half, Missouri kind of come out and, and claimed the lead and then, uh, you know, held it for the majority of the half all the way up until 7.9 seconds left where Tyree Apple, Appleby made uh, some free throws to go up 66-65. to uh, Then Missouri had a shot. They tried to go in for a layup. It got blocked and then was not able to get a game winner after that. So Florida hangs on for a huge road win against Missouri by one point in a game where it doesn't really help if you win uh, for your tournament uh, standing, but if you lose it, oh, it, it's a big hurt towards your resume, and um, you could definitely drop and probably go from you know that last four in to that first four out, kind of. And that's not an area, that's not the side of the bubble you want to be on. But, uh, you know, Florida's still without Castleton, and, uh, you know, it definitely hurts them. You can kind of tell... They've gone away from the inside-the-paint kind of uh, play without him in there. Uh, when he was playing, it was a lot more try to feed him, uh, winning reboundings, getting some you know offensive boards, and just a whole lot more paint presence with Colin Castleton. And without it, I mean, they're shooting a ton of threes. 
like I said, they made eight uh, just in the first half, and they're kind of relying on that. So obviously if they're hitting and they're, they come out and they're having a good shooting night, then Florida can win. Um, but otherwise, that paint presence on both sides of the floor, really, uh, kind of a struggle there. Uh, Missouri, they're a team. They, you know, they're not going to make the tournament. They've kind of had a down year, but you know, they they've got some respectable performances at home and uh, trying to knock off some really good teams that come in there. Uh, they they lose by one here at home against Florida just last week. They lost by one at home to the top-ranked team of the country, Auburn. So, um, you know, while it's a down year for Missouri, you know, kind of a you like to see the fight in the team to where, you know, good teams are coming in into their building. You know, you don't really have a lot to play for. They do, um, but you still give it a good run and a great effort. They just haven't been able to finish these close games. So we'll see if they can turn that around later on, uh, kind of closing the – regular season and see if they can you know actually finish and knock off somebody at home um while florida continues to really survive and keep getting wins until castleton can get back out there and they can be at full strength because without him there they're a different team uh so yeah florida gets that 1.6665 win on the road at missouri uh so moving on to uh, the next game one of two that started at six o'clock central kentucky hosting vanderbilt they were a 16-point pregame favorite. They did not cover that. They did get the win, but they only won by 7, 77 to 70. Um, so just kind of quick looking at the stats, Vanderbilt shot 46% from the field, while Kentucky, you know, obviously while winning and scoring 77, only shot 38%. Uh, free throws seem to be a big difference. Kentucky was 25 for 35 at the line, while Vanderbilt was 15 of 23. 12 more shots at the line from Kentucky. But really that doesn't, you know, not not trying to say that the refs are, you know, favoring one team or the other. That just kind of uh, shows you the difference in play. Uh, if one team's kind of forcing in the paint, and especially when you've got Sheway down there and just trying to force it, you're going to draw a lot more fouls. Uh, but uh, a stat that was surprising was Vanderbilt out-rebounded Kentucky 37-30. to And, um, you know, it's a big surprising when you've got Sheebway down low for, for Kentucky on both sides, allowing getting offensive boards and defensive boards. Uh, Devion Mintz was the scoring threat for Kentucky, a big one. He scored a season-high 21 points. Uh, but in Kentucky led by as many as 16 throughout the game, which was the, the line. But Vanderbilt was able to cut it all the way down to 3, 56-53, uh, with 9 minutes and 28 seconds left in the game. So it wasn't... Um, even you look at a seven point win, you don't think that it's a, you know, an easy win, no sweat, but, you know, you'd think Kentucky would be able to handle Vanderbilt a whole lot more, especially after, just dismantling Kansas. But you got to think, they get up a whole lot more for a road game, against Kansas, which is one of the top teams in the country, uh, you know, wanting to prove themselves, and you, you it's a completely different story for trying to get up for a Wednesday night game. Hosting Vanderbilt, you're clearly better than, you know, you'd think that you could really be missing a couple starters and still win pretty handily. But, um, you know, it's basketball, and, you know, Vanderbilt got can get hot, and they did. I mean, shooting 46% overall wasn't a bad shooting night whatsoever, and they can give them some runs there. But So they cut it to 56-53. 
uh, with 9:28, Kentucky was able to go on a run a little bit shortly after that to kind of extend it back up. So they never got it any closer than three, but it was enough to kind of make you worry if you're watching it. Uh, so some more stat lines. Oscar Shibway had 11 points and 17 rebounds. Scotty Pippen scored 33, and I believe that was the second time this season he scored 30-plus against Kentucky. Uh, and he's obviously, you know, a guy that can go to the league and, uh, you know, play well. But, and I, you know, I remember the story that he always wanted to go to Kentucky and uh, didn't get the chance to. He ended up at Vanderbilt, and he said he's always wanted to play at Rupp and, uh, you know, as for his college career. But, and so it was nice to see that he could go over there and score 33 on that court. So a good little story for him when he's clearly on a team that's outmatched and by a lot of teams in the conference. Uh, so yeah, they get the 77 to 70 win at home. Kentucky still two losses in the SEC, but they're at the point to where, uh, you know, looking forward for at least in terms of an SEC regular season title. Uh, it seems like they're going to have to win out uh, to have a chance. Auburn's still undefeated in the SEC, which we talked about them in yesterday's episode, break down the games from Tuesday, but, um, you know, they're undefeated in the SEC right now, and it's it's just tough to see them losing more than three games, uh, and that, that seems like worst case scenario uh, for Auburn right now is to lose more, or to lose three games, worst case, uh, to, throughout the rest of the regular season. And um, so if that's the case, Kentucky has to win out to win the SEC regular season title because Auburn has the head-to-head advantage over Kentucky. So if they both end up with three conference losses, that will go to Auburn, I believe, uh, is how that works. They may share. But either way, uh, you know, you'd like to win out to, to keep it closer for sure and just to know you can win it outright. So this is a game where Vanderbilt, you know, coming in, would love to have gotten uh, an upset victory for their program. And it's a game that Kentucky, really, if you want to keep going for that goal, it's not one you can really afford to slip up. I mean, you still got to go to Tennessee later in the season. That'll be tough, as does Auburn. So uh, it can really go either way there, uh, you know, down the stretch. So it'll be interesting to see kind of if they're able to keep getting wins like this and throughout the SEC Conference and uh, if Auburn can do it as well. So that race will be intriguing to watch. Uh, so moving on to the, the last game of the night, which also started at 6 o'clock. It was Arkansas traveling to Georgia. Arkansas was a 10.5-point favorite pregame, and they easily covered that spread, winning by 26, 99-73. Uh, in the first half of that game, it was very clear that uh, the ball definitely wanted to go through the hoop on both sides. The misses uh, seemed pretty rare. Uh, so stat-wise, Arkansas shot 56% overall and 53% from three in the first half. Or no, that was not the first half. That was overall. They made 15 of 28 threes, and that's just unbelievable. You make 15 threes. It doesn't matter if you're playing Georgia or Kentucky or Auburn right now. It's going to be tough for you to lose if you're making 15 of 28 threes. Uh, Stanley Amude, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, scored a season-high 31 points. Uh, Compare that to Georgia, you know, Amude scores 31. Georgia only scored 26 in the second half. So one player for Arkansas overall outscored Georgia's entire team uh, for the second half. This was Arkansas's seventh straight wins as they've gotten uh, hot throughout the season right now. and Something they really needed because they started off pretty slow in SEC play, dropping some games that just shocked me. 
I mean, I kept looking up. They were losing to Vanderbilt. They were losing to Mississippi State. And um, it just looked like a struggle for the Arkansas, which is surprising. And they went from a deep run in the NCAA tournament last year and hoping to, you know, repeat that this season. And you're starting off struggling, and we don't even know if you can turn it around and, and make it in. So winning seven straight, huge for them. They're obviously now in this um, – now at the beginning of February, they're poised to get in the tournament pretty easily. Uh, looking at the stats, yeah, in the second half, Arkansas outscored them 56 to 26. The first half was high scoring; it was 53 to 47 at halftime, so uh, still pretty close uh, in the first half. But then Arkansas pulling away. Uh, you're back to a mood day. He made six of his eight attempted threes, which, I mean, if you're shooting 75% from three in a game and, you know, you're telling me you're putting up eight, you know, that production's absolutely crazy. We'll take it any day of the week. Uh, JD, JD Note also added uh, four for seven from deep and scoring 23. He had nine boards, six assists, and three steals, so a huge night from JD Note. And it's great when you can get a night like that and you're not... Uh, the focal point where you're like thinking, man, he's just killing us. That's Stanley Mude tonight, and you can also have a player add 23, nine boards, six assists. Uh, Jalen Williams, who's been absolutely instrumental in turning around this Arkansas Razorback season so far, and uh, he added 14 points and eight boards. So looking forward, Georgia hosts Auburn Saturday. Be a tough game for them, but man, I'm looking forward in that matchup. Uh, next week, Arkansas hosting Auburn. That's a game that uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if I predict Arkansas to get a win, but if I had to pick some losses, looking forward at Auburn's schedule going on, it's the road game at Arkansas and a road game at Tennessee. That says if they're going to trip up, it could be one of those. So we're looking ahead, a potential uh, upset if Arkansas can get it. We'll see how they come out and play next week, but uh, I'm really excited for that one looking forward uh so yeah uh just recapping the games from last night not too many surprises missouri kind of covering against florida but they're at home they normally play better there kentucky having a little bit of a bounce back kind of reeling from their huge win so in their high emotion game against kansas a little bit of a letdown but still getting a win so you're happy and arkansas easily handling handling georgia uh, one of the bottom teams in the league so nothing extremely surprising uh going on throughout the day uh we're going to be back with another episode previewing the weekend's sec games and we'll make some picks in that one going ahead Uh, i hope to put out a super bowl preview episode here in the next few days so that way we can have a good week ahead you know kind of look at super bowl and some more stuff breaking down that maybe get some college football breaking in signing day just went on so maybe we can talk about some of the classes there Uh, so a lot going on so if you haven't already Go ahead and uh, hit that follow. Go ahead and listen to some of the other episodes. We're going to be putting out a lot. But uh, until then, I'm Colby Wilkerson. This was Hang the Banner Podcast. And I appreciate you listening. We'll see you in another one.